Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we talk about the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to be talking about do-overs. What is a do-over? Just do it. Yeah. Do it over. Just do it over. (laughs) So when we say do-over, what we're talking about is when, when we are practicing something, when we're learning a new skill, when we fail... Um, sometimes that can cause, at least in my life, an argument that can spin out of control. Mm-hmm. And especially with those that I'm closest to. And all of a sudden it went from a simple conversation to all of a sudden my wife and I are not going to sleep because we're up arguing about nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a novel thing that we learned um, that you could just ask for a do-over just like you do when you're uh, doing an activity with someone and you throw the ball wrong and you're like, can I get a do-over and don't count against the game? Right. In golf, um, it's a mulligan. So if you mm-hmm. just said a mulligan, don't say mulligan. That just makes you sound weird. If you, you know, <laughs> I kind of like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um but yeah, so this is like, we're bringing this into the relational realm of, um, and this is not just for marriage relationships. This is for w- working with coworkers and your kids and other relationships when things don't go go the way you wish they would have, instead of just holding on to that and actually coming to the person and saying, Hey, can I do this over again? Like it didn't go the way I hoped it would. And I care about you. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the ways I can... I can know when I'm, I need a do-over uh-huh. is I'm a verbal processor. And yeah. so if I start like going all over the place with my words, mm-hmm. it is a sign that I need to stop mm-hmm. and start again, because I'm trying to fix, I'm reading the person in front of me right, mm-hmm. and they're not liking what I'm saying. And so then I'm zigzagging around and it just yeah. becomes very convoluted. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, this is, I don't think you have to do this at any specific time in the situation. Like I have gone a long time and then realized it's gone way off track and I don't even know what I'm feeling anymore and I'm frustrated and things are not going well. And I've, you know, come back and even though it didn't feel good and say like, I don't like the way that went, (laughs) can I have a do over? And even, um, just to take all the anxiety out of it. I don't even know that you have to have figured out what went wrong just to know that that was not how I would have hoped to act in that situation. And I have yet to have someone not um, respond well to that. Like, cause it's, it's humble and it's in what it is like in the very nature of what this whole process is. You're saying, I am acknowledging that it wasn't the best it could have been. And I would like to try again. Yeah, you can also do this when you're trying to work on a skill. So one of the mm-hmm. things I've been doing uh, last several months is I have a tendency to over-exaggerate hmm. uh, when I'm telling a story or um, something happened to me. And so another way of saying that is I have a tendency to lie. And okay. so <laughs> so when I over-exaggerate, I've been trying to catch myself. Mm. And so... Um, the people that are safe for me, which we've talked about before, I when I'm telling them a story and I catch myself over-exaggerating, I will stop. And that's my form of a do-over. Mm. I'll say, this is something, hey, I'm working on not over-exaggerating. I think I did. Give me time to figure out exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it it's really minor things. So like the other day that I had a photo shoot going on in one of my locations and, uh, there was so many people, it overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. Well, there was 10 people. When I was telling the story, I said 12 people and that's not a lot of big deal to some, but because it's something I'm working on, yeah. Um, I was able to ask someone in my life, Hey, can I have a do over? I think I over-exaggerated the number and it's something I'm working on. So that's, um, that's cool. You shared that. That's so using it as like a personal development tool too, and bringing other people into that, which I think is so, um, so valuable because you're kind of modeling something too, and using also that power of, we call it in our in faith confession, you know, like just vocalizing to someone for accountability and, and to externalize it is really powerful. That's really cool. Um, what is success in general in doing a do-over if we were to reframe that? It's not doing things perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. I think that has someone that's, I beat myself up for mistakes. That's one of my mm-hmm. flaws, my human flaw um, is beating myself up for mistakes. And this, this allows me to reframe, right? Yeah. That it's it's not getting it right perfectly. It's that this is a growth tool, a mm-hmm. really cool growth tool. Yeah. And I, where I find it really valuable as a growth tool for, tool for myself as well is because um one of my biggest struggles is is really understanding what's going on inside of me. That's something I'm still working on. Like I can function really well. Um I have functioned fairly well in life on just the doing things and learning this doesn't work. So I'll adjust how I'm behaving here because that is successful, but understanding what actually is going on inside of me has been a struggle. Cause I just, I just stuff that down and do what's successful on the surface. And so in the last several years, I've been working on that because that doesn't work for you for a lifetime. Um, those things that frustrate you or things that you're uncomfortable with or whatnot, if you don't understand what drives your emotions, that's eventually going to well up and take over that behavioral change. Um, so doing do overs is helpful for me because it's reason I struggle. A lot of the reason I struggle is because externalizing and processing and verbally processing is how I process. Um, and so I found some help in that with writing, but also verbalizing that with other people is so helpful to me to understand, but it's also really hard when you don't, you can't even verbalize in the first place. But anyway, doing a do over has helped me be able to say like, I don't know um, exactly what went wrong there, but I want to try again. I want to try to be more aware. So can we start this conversation over? Um, cause often where my things go, my conversations go wrong is I react. Um, at least that's, maybe I'm so focused on myself. I only see that part of it. But when I'm thinking about this, I think how I, um, I react to, um, comment and then it brings distance between me and the other person. And so being able to come back and say, Hey, I want to, I want to do over listening and like participate in this conversation better. Yeah. And you know, you need a do over when you're in, um, in a conversation and someone goes into fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a sign. Just stop talking. They can't hear you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. um, that is just a, maybe you need a couple minutes when it's a really heated one to, to do over. Yeah. Like you can even say, let's have a do over in a few minutes. This is not going well. Yes. Um, yeah. I've also seen, um, when I've been trying and I have been trying to be a better listener, like not just a listener where I'm don't talk, but where I'm actually hearing the person and looking for places to ask questions. Um, but I react, I get, I go quick and start externalizing. So I've asked for do-overs, um, a lot in, um, a conversation where like, I don't really feel like I, um, 
asked you questions. Like I've had that, which a lot of people have reacted like, well, I felt like it was fine. <laughs> so they're like, why are you being weird? Um, but these people are safe people. So they, they were open to that. But um, I just asked to like, and it, in that context, it has been like, not like, let's do the whole conversation over. But like, you know, I heard, um, I heard you say this and you seems like you were struggling, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, stopped and acknowledged that. And is there, you know, what's going on there? Can I support you in that? So the do-over is kind of, you know, in that format, but it's, it's been really valuable to give myself the freedom to go back and say, Hey, I think I missed this. Um, and I just want to make sure that I, I took care of you as a person. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So valuable too, because, um, we can be going down a direction in every area of life. That's the wrong direction to go. And yeah. this do over tool, just of saying do over, it's like, it's almost like, I'm choosing the different fork in the path. Yeah. Um, and so, and the more we use do-overs, the better we get at this, whatever skill we're working on, whatever mm-hmm. thing we're working on, and the less we have to use them. That's what's so neat about the tool. Yeah. yeah. Where when we don't, we just cont- continue in the same behavior. Yeah. Uh, over and over of, in different dynamics. It's kind of just accelerating and making intentional skill building. Like when you're training, that's what you do is you like in some other form, you know, if you're training for sport or skill, you practice it and you, you practice it intentionally. And sometimes you practice it just to practice it, you know? And so with relationship and leadership, we don't always like, we don't have like this gauntlet of like practice every day we go through, here's all the situations, but we can accelerate and create practice by going back and doing it over. Like you're essentially making it practice to do a better job. instead of waiting for the next time. And when you're not ready for it, that's, I think the other value of do-over is that you're actually prepared to try to do it better. Most situations just come at us, right? But when we, yeah. we have a situation that doesn't go well, we can actually say, oh, I wanna, I'm gonna try this again. I'm gonna practice doing this right. Yeah, so when you do a do-over, so here's here's some hints. If you, if you before you've said do-over, you feel that you have, um, taken a, the conversations went sideways. Mm-hmm. The best thing I've found is you have, you don't just go do over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes it comes first is I'm sorry. Mm. Can we yeah. have a do over? And you're yeah. asking for relational permission. Or like I said, where I'm working on the not over exaggerating, I'm explaining why we are doing this over. Yeah. We are doing this over because I erred. Yeah. We're doing this over because this is something I worked, I'm working on, and I don't want to mm-hmm. do to you. And when we cut, when we pr- approach do over with humility, that's the key. It, I have never found it to not work well. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. you know, I'd be careful of saying every, but so mm-hmm. far, every yeah. time that I've had, I've approached this with humility, um, yeah. it's been almost a 180 in a conversation. Well, and it's always going to be a win if your goal is to simply do better yourself, you know, to be a better person, listener, relational catalyst. So the other person's reaction is it doesn't matter. They don't matter. So that's counterintuitive to what we're talking about. No, no but I mean, it's always going to be a <laughs> quote from Crystal. They yeah. don't matter. <laughs> that's why I'm doing this podcast. You're trying to get this <laughs> part of me fixed. Um, no, but if your focus is just improving how you interact with people, it's always going to be a win, even if, even if they're like, I don't understand why you, you know, whatever. Um, and I think the other 
thing I want to highlight with the do-over, which I think is beautiful. It's one of those other spaces where practicing it openly and we have to acknowledge it's uncomfortable at times, especially the first um, practice steps you do with it. Cause it's, it's weird. People don't do that, <laughs> you know, unless you're around people that do that, but most people don't. Um, but you're actually modeling and possibly, you know, helping others to understand these things as well, because you're willing to be humble and vulnerable and share the process. And so that could infect health, um, into others and into your whole dynamic. Yeah, that's so good, Crystal, because as a leader, it's, it's a, I have found you, I get a lot more momentum in teaching my team mm-hmm. things when I model or when I ask them questions to where they come to the solution is I get 10 times better results on those two things than, Hey, stop that behavior and do yeah. this behavior. Yeah. And so yeah. this is a great tool. So if, if you, if you, as a leader want to um, help your team in an area, model do-overs in the area you're wanting to help them in. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And so what's the hope for today for us? I think, I think you said it earlier that, that we're in charge of this like that, that right? Yeah. That this is, do-over like is all within our, um, our realm of control, not mm-hmm. in someone else's. Mm-hmm. And you made light like they don't matter, but really they, <laughs> you know, with this, uh, they don't, it's up yeah. to us. Their yes. reaction doesn't matter. They matter, but their reaction. Yes. Matter. Yeah. And that we, um, that it's a very low bar of skill. It's more, the biggest thing is it's uncomfortable and we have to be vulnerable and we have to be humble and we have to be weird. It's for, in some contexts, it's going to be a little bit weird. Um, but that's the biggest, that's the biggest investment. And then there's such great, uh, return on it. If you can make that investment and bear the uncomfortableness of it. Yeah. So take pride in being weird in these moments because <laughs> normal look around you. No, you yeah. don't want that. <laughs> I like, I like the word infect, um, as something we borrowed from someone else to infect health, but infect weirdness. And then it doesn't become weird. That's right. That's <laughs> Especially right. if it's healthy weirdness, it's okay. You know, I do have a story about that. Um, when I first became a believer, it was a huge, huge culture change for me. And not just because of faith. I was 15. That was, um, I became a believer in Christ when I was 15. It was huge transformational to my life, but I was the culture of the church I went to, which not every church is like, this was very friendly and loving. And I hadn't experienced that kind of openness to people. Mm. Um, and I just was really taken by it. And I think my personality was like waiting for that. Cause I have a personality that's very much like that. And I was just fascinated. And like, I started hugging everybody. I saw people hug sometimes and it became like, I almost like hugged everybody in my family, everybody knew. Cause I was like, this is so cool. You can just hug people. Um, and it was really weird at first, especially I felt like for my family, they never said it, but it was like, we just didn't hug, you know? <laughs> but I was like, and then I started saying, I love you. And, um, and it was super weird. Uh, but now my mom and I always say, I love you. We got almost like too much. Like it's become like, I have to say, I love you. Um, so that's a whole other issue, but it's good. It's a good thing. And my many family members say, I love you. And it's, it was just interesting because it was really weird at first, but now it's just kind of changed the culture of our family over the years. So that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think I've, I haven't heard that story before. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It doesn't come up much. Crystal the hugger. Watch out. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually am not a natural hugger. Like I don't, I don't hug a lot. Just, I don't think to hug, but it, I was just so fascinated. I was like this, you could just hug people. It's so cool. Yeah. As a girl, that's a little more socially acceptable as guys. And so I'm a hugger Mm -hmm. and for guys, I, I throw a lot of dudes off. 
Oh, when okay. I'm, yeah. And, yeah. And honestly, this is, so we're getting into our psychology here a little bit, uh-huh. but I get a sick joy out of watching them squirm. Oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I think so. that's okay. <laughs> I would, I, I would, yeah, I do too. I like, I, there is something, and this may be a sickness, Zach, in both of us, because I, there's a part of me that does enjoy seeing people being comfortable, but when it's for yeah. a good thing, I would never want to put someone in an appropriate situation, but <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the action step for this week, what is it, Crystal? Um, just do it <laughs> over. Um, no, the action step is, <laughs> is, uh, like look for a spot, identify somewhere, um, be looking for, I should say, because you can't always manifest these, but be, make it a goal to do one do over this week to see somewhere, um, where you can try again and just practice the format of a do over, like take the uncomfortable step to say, Hey, can I have a do over? So one time that's it is the goal. Just once. And don't act like you don't have times to do a do over. Like, yeah, trust me, you screw up. I'm talking to you listener because you're just like us. You screw up multiple times a day. There are so many chances for a do over. Just do one. And this (laughs) is practice. It doesn't have to be something big, maybe something you don't even really, you know, it doesn't necessarily need a drastic do over, but you think I could do that better. We're just practicing the uncomfortable step of doing a do over. Yep. And if you were looking for the easiest thing with that next step is find the safest person, you know, to mm-hmm. practice a do over with. That's um, good point. Yeah. You're not going to find like an enemy to do over with. <laughs> yeah. You work up to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So like, it, like we say every week, continue to just fail forward. You got this. We are so glad you joined us today on the Human Size Podcast. Next week, Crystal and Zach are going to discuss, as leaders, the importance of understanding the power of emotions. We are all emotional people, so let's talk about it.